Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Something's happening. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Call yourselves Title Town? Are you kidding me? That's fraud. Uh, it feels like a gray area. Spoiler alert, Canada. Cup's coming back to the U.S. of A. There's way too much negative stigma attached to strippers. I, I hate you guys so much. <laughs> My dog just shit his ass. Here we are back again live for another show. Mookie, we figured it out. We made it live two weeks in a row. Somewhat without issue. And what the fuck are you eating to start the show? Oh, I'm not <laughs> eating. Just chewing into the mic as we start the show. What the hell is wrong with you? I mean, that was your I know job. It's the last I was pressing on the other year. button, but like you were supposed to be the one muting people. I I didn't realize you were gonna start the show by chewing. I mean, I didn't either, Scott. Sometimes oh, even I don't know what's next. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. You are tuned in to another edition of Craft Brood Sports. I am one half of your hosting duo, Scott Kaiser, with me yeah. is, is Mookie. He's here chewing live in your ear. Well, so I, I hope you enjoy, you know, enjoy that. Mookie, how was your Christmas? Who Fuck it. It's over. That's the important part. I've decided... <laughs> And I don't know if you want to get into this now or you want to talk beers or whatever. But no, 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 no. We're going to go ahead into it real quick and then we'll, we'll get into our beers. What, All right. Go ahead, though, with the Christmas story. I think I'm going to become Jewish because, yeah, they do it over eight nights. But I'm ending up doing like five nights of Christmases anyways. So I might as well get the three extra nights of presents. Plus, like, they just seem a lot more chill, you know. So it's not quite as high stress, high strung, all this craziness and I'm going to venture to guess you get better Hanukkah presents than you do Christmas presents. Because, again, to my understanding, there is no naughty list. Um, however, you know, as Santa, there is a naughty list and you can end up with coal instead of like actual stuff you want. So you might actually be on to something here. They, there's yeah. less pressure. It's spread yep. out over eight, eight nights, right? Or is it seven? eight nights? Yeah. OK, so it's spread out over eight nights. And and you're right. There is no naughty list. I no think we've list. been doing this whole holiday season wrong for our entire lives. Like we've been getting, we've been screwing ourselves on gifts and the potential to just be bad 
whenever we wanted to because there's no rule. Yeah, and, and I think they're really onto a lot. They they got the they have the formula figured out. I mean, to be fair, to, to be, be fair, fair, they had a couple of thousand years head start on on Christmas. So you know there is that part to be said about it. But at the same time, man, the eight <coughs> nights thing I think is key. Uh, so that's how I'm feeling about Christmas. How was yours, Scott? Did you get everything you asked for? Were your stockings I... hung by the fireplace with care? Yeah. Um... I don't know many homes that are like mine that have fireplaces anymore. Like that's not really a standard issue thing. Everybody was fine. Everybody got their their Christmas. One of my favorite moments of Christmas was when I was still not totally sober. And one of my children said, I don't want this. This isn't for my age group. I'm older than this. Wow. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Nothing says, hey, kid, go F yourself like six o'clock Christmas morning and one of your kids saying, oh, my God, Ooh, I don't that want early? this because, yeah, dude, like it went through the stockings and was just like, this says for three and up. I'm not three. And I was like, listen here, you little fuck. Like that's like in my my internal monologue said, listen here, what came out of my mouth was, look, Santa gives gifts and it's, you know, it is what it is. Like, let's be, you know, thankful for the gifts we got. And he was all, oh, fuck this. I'm not three years old. And this says three and up. And I'm like, man, fuck you, bro. Like, did did you take the chance to introduce him to what and up means? (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's when you take your fist. And you yeah. put it in a circular motion at an upward angle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because that's what I would have been saying. I'm like, look, three and up just means that at three, you're not too stupid to where this toy could kill you. Like, you've got yes. enough brains. You're human enough to figure it out at that age. But Outside also, of that, if you call out about not wanting it or not not needing it because you're, you're quote unquote, too old for it, you can get jacked the fuck up for for voicing your opinion without asking about it that haven't been asked for so so please please tell me you did the right thing in this situation as a parent as a a, a citizen as just basically a human being and you snatched that toy out of his hands and headed to his brother dude i wanted to so badly but i was back <sighs> to the beginning of the story i was not completely sober so i was like moving at the speed of what i can only assume was syrup and things were happening. And I'm like, it, like I said, in my mind, I'm like, hey, fuck you. Be grateful. It's Christmas. Quit being mm-hmm. a dick. And I think what came out was, hey, <sighs> let's not be oh. rude on Christmas. Like <laughs> something that speed and that anger. Like it was just like, yeah, this isn't going how I wanted to. But definitely was angered by the fact that, you know. He's at 6 a.m. Yeah, like 6 a.m. I understand that he's too young and doesn't understand, you know, gratitude and all that. But it was just like, damn, dude, already right out of the gate. You're just going to shit on something that it was just a stocking stuffer. Like, I I wanted to ruin the dream right there. I I can't be the one that ruins the dream. But in that woman, I'm going to be like, you know what? Sin isn't fucking real. He doesn't like you. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> see, I was thinking what you hit him with there is then the next thing you say is you go, all right, well, fine. Then no one's fucking going to Disney World. Trip canceled. None of us are going. And then what's funny is the trip is scheduled for this coming year and they know it, too. Oh, so th- that actually would that have had mean, like full that, stock. Like, 
Because the last yeah. couple of weeks, I tell you what, you know what wasn't working? Oh, Santa's watching. Hey, I'm going to call Santa. They gave no fucks. It was an immediate no. And then two seconds later, back to the egregious yeah. behavior that got it called. And I'm like, man, they don't respect shit. I could come up, like, I can walk up to them right now and threaten that I will kill them and they won't care. So why no. would I think that Santa Claus and him not coming to the house would pose any type of real immediate threat when I can threaten their lives on a daily basis. And they've survived that up until this point. Well, so here's, here's where I want your insight then. Cause again, as a, as a top notch, high quality parent raising multiple small humans to continue surviving in this world, um, I need your take on this tactic then, because we were at the zoo, the Festival of the Lights, right? Oh, God. And, and I'm sure oh, yeah. you, you saw, could, you, oh you were God, walking, so many you were walking in yeah. the land of um, contraception. Like, <laughs> it is just a commercial of contraception when you're at places and the holidays with children. It's like, and, good God, this is all the reasons I did, would never want to or right. am going to have kids. And it makes you feel a lot better about paying $10 for a hot cocoa with Bailey's in it. You know, what I mean? so again, it's like, all right, you're ripping me off, but it's a hell of a lot cheaper than, you know, condoms, birth control pills or shit of pregnancy. So, you know what, Zoo, I see what you're going with there. And I respect that. Well, but, real, real quick, let's give a yeah. shout out on this last episode of the year. Shout out to Whitey, Robert, Matthew, and and Caitlin for all chiming in at various points here at the beginning of the show. Appreciate you guys, appreciate you guys tuning in to what is the final show of the year? Just me and Mookie yes. waxing poetic. We're we're gonna include. We're finishing strong get, like the Colts, right? With their their, <laughs> yeah, their situation. Before we get we'll too say. far away from talking about what we're gonna talk about, we are gonna talk about Hard Knocks again because we've already invested five weeks into this bullshit. So, like, I woke up this morning. My first thought was, I'm not watching Hard Knocks. I don't care. We're just gonna punt on that segment. The show sucks right now. Fuck it. And then I'm like, no, we, we've already invested five weeks on this shit. And we can't like come off the bye and be like, yeah, so they had the bye week last week and then we just didn't watch it. So we're going to talk bullshit hard knocks. And then we're mostly going to finish the show up talking about random Christmas stories and Madden stories. Because as you may or may not have heard, our dearly beloved John Madden passed away. Uh, what was it yesterday or was I think it, it was. Before? I think it was yesterday morning, but the news didn't break till yesterday evening. Okay, yeah. So I, think I heard he died in his sleep unexpectedly or something. Gotcha. I don't know. So, so Madden is no longer with us. So we're going to talk about John Madden. We're going to talk about the video game that bears his name and uh, whatever else pops up and around. But anyway, before we go any further and get more again away from what the show is, you know, based around Mookie, what the hell are you drinking tonight on the last show of the year? Oh yeah. So in, in true CBS Mookie form, uh tonight I'm I'm actually starting off here with a uh, a delicious espresso martini. Poured heavy. Um <laughs> cuz that's that's where we're at right now. Uh god. I'm not mad at you at all. This week's been rough. I just needed that caffeine and sugar on top of the the liquor to kind of get things jump started to try to make it through this. But uh after that, I'll be heading back to a uh Christmas Eve favorite with Holly Jolly Christmas Ale from Fat Heads Brewery. Now, fun fact, it is Fat Heads Possessive. I thought it was always Fat Head Brewery. Like, it was just that. But no, apparently, there is... You shut your damn mouth when you're talking to me, Gabe. 
Dave's <laughs> trying to throw shade at Kroger employees about, you know, buying up all their inventory. Then maybe you shouldn't buy so much milk, dude, that it's drawing attention. Like, that's just weird, man. Something I, That ain't right. But anyways, Holly Jolly Christmas Ale from Fat Heads Brewery uh, up in Cleveland, actually technically North Olmsted, Ohio. Uh, very strong brew. Um, only rated 3.7 caps on Untappd, but a 7.5 ABV. So at the end of the day, like you're going to be having a good time. So uh, Dad brought some of these down for me uh, Christmas Eve with a sixer. Absolutely nice. delicious. Well, we're, we're rating things on the, the Madden scale. So. Yeah, so that's where I struggle because, I mean, we already did Madden years. Um, so I'm going to go, and then Scott, you know, Feel free to deviate from this as well. We're but doing this is Madden covers. Then we're just doing Madden covers. Well, that. I was gonna go Madden features. So I don't know about you, but you remember back in the day when they had the QB vision cone thing? You had to sweep the field yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, if I remember correctly, it was 06. and it was one year, and they killed it. Um, <laughs> yeah, because really... it was not highly regarded. Yeah, I actually enjoyed it personally. You know, it's funny as like I actually a real quarterback. I enjoyed it, and I remember its timing because Alex Smith was like a rookie with the Niners, yep. and his cone was minuscule compared to like so he could only see one receiver at a time. Whereas if you're Peyton Manning or you know, oh, you Tom saw Brady the whole whatever, damn field. I was gonna say yeah. you could see the the whole field was lit up, and I actually enjoyed it as a feature. Like it was tough, uh, you know, only being able to target the one receiver. But again, learning it, it, it under made you Alex, go through your reads. Well, it made you go through your reads, but when you learn it too on somebody like Alex Smith, who has the most difficult cone as of all the starting quarterbacks, you're really good. So if you should play as somebody else, like going from Alex Smith to just about every quarterback in the game was like, oh my God, this is how everybody else sees the field. Like it was an amazing feature just because of that. Just because Wait I got really good. It's like to have vision. <laughs> I, like I got really good at it on one of the worst possible settings where you could only see just the one field. So I was all about it because I thought it Dude, was. Dude, see, of- I, exactly. I liked it. Add element of reality to it. Plus, you know, it gave you uh, a way to sort of actually play the game more closely. It wasn't like the atrocious in helmet uh, cam or whatever that. Um, oh, was what it? Year was when, that? when they and they introduced. Well, no, but it was it wasn't Madden. Camp. It was the other football game because there used was to be it? another football game. There's one a two K one, I think. Yeah, and they tried the helmet cam, and that shit just was terrible. But um, I do need to finish this up. Instacart, Gabe, you need to start blaming the right people then, because we ain't got no gig workers at Kroger. All right, we we do it real over here. So if you're mad at Instacart, you need to call them out and stop putting dirt on my name. Um, Robert Taylor going back again since we're talking about beers uh, he said he's drinking a toppling Goliath Brewing fresh batch 10% ABV s'mores pastry stout with toasted marshmallow milk chocolate and graham crackers that's I mean this big shocker that his beer sounds and and even if it's not delicious it's still gonna get him effed up and he also he's also saying that it rates as a Mahomes he means Madden 20 (laughs) yeah I was gonna just ignore that Um, and then and then Matt Barr Tiffy's per always but uh also pointing out that going in your sleep really is the way to go right like if you gotta if you gotta oh yeah when I die I 100% want to die in my sleep I don't want to know I'm dying I don't want to see it coming I want to die in my sleep and everybody just be sad and I, all i did was take a nap right well hey guys i'm going to bed and i just never wake up 
you, you got to do it in a good position too, though, that like when you get found and people start freaking out, you're like giving them the finger or something or like, uh, like in waiting, you're giving them the goat. You know what I mean? Like how cool would that be <laughs> if you pull that off? <laughs> I just hope I'm not sleeping like, uh, like stomach down ass up. Like, whoa, like what position was he in? I mean, like, that'd I, be stomach sleeper like i don't want anybody finding me in some awkward weird position when i die so i don't know dude that sounds like the really the way to go but like asking uh, for a middle finger pose is too much like i'll just take on my back so speaking of on his back matt's chiming in here with his bruise for the night i'm assuming the bruise he's saying he's drinking a devil's backbone sampler pack tonight uh, this is a solid Madden 01, the first one in the PS2 that really changed the game. And that is Ooh, that is wow. absolutely true, because wasn't that right. the Eddie George year? 2001 was either Eddie George or uh, running back for the Rams. Uh, what's his name? Oh, Marshall Falk. Yeah, Marshall Falk is one of the two. Like the, that was those 2000 years were Eddie George, Marshall Falk. Uh, pff, I forget Let's who else. Uh, Alexander. Sean Alexander. Yeah. Oh, yep. Eddie George on the cover. Tennessee Titans. Back Very in the nice. Day. Well played. All right. Solid. All right. So, Scott, what you got in your uh, your mug over there? Oh, tonight I am drinking the another one of my heavy hitters. This is uh, a 10 percenter from Weldberg's Brewing, one of my favorite ones that we get from our good friends at Beer Drop. This is a coffee peanut butter vanilla imperial stout. And I'm pretty Ooh. sure I just picked it because it had all of those amazing flavors. Um, it says it's Wait, brewed what was it? with. Say that again. It was a what? A coffee, peanut butter, vanilla, imperial stout. Oh, I thought you said apricot. Well, no, hell no. Or I would never. I would never, <laughs> I would never say something so stupid. Uh, this is a imperial milk stout, ten percent. It says it's brewed with Peruvian coffee from Zoe's Cafe, peanut flour, milk sugar, Madaca- Madagascar bourbon, vanilla beans, and uh, that's shit. a lot of flavor, dude. Yeah, dude, this is a lot. And it's I also, mean, like I said, since it's 10%, I knew that it was another one that I needed to drink when I did not have to go into work the next day. This one is, whew, you want to talk about change the game. It, like delicious. Um, yeah, it's tough, I'm guessing right, that since uh, if 2001 was the year that, um, I, that you had uh, Eddie George on the cover, then Marshall Falk had to be like oh three or oh two maybe. Yes. Well, done, but whatever, sir. whatever the one that Marshall Falk was on, it hadn't quite hit its peak. It was near its zenith because the zenith for me is two thousand five, the one with uh, Ray Lewis on the cover. But it was near its zenith in two thousand three with Marshall Falk on the cover. So that's what I'm going with on this uh, on this brew. Well, you nailed it. 03 was the Marshall Falk year. 05 was the Ray Lewis year. The year yeah, that I, I remembered. I was going to oh, say, God, I remember that, specifically yeah. the 05 year being uh, Ray Lewis. So, Well, and then that was that, the year. That, that was also, and you you rated it on the, the features. That was the year the defense finally got yep. a feature, and they had that, like, stone wall thing and, and like, the, the, the defensive uh, audibles that you could call. So, Pre-snap adjustments with a yes. simple flick. Oh, 05 was the first year that like defense finally got it to where you could do skills. Now, uh, in true Madden fashion, which again, we'll get to this when we talk about Madden. In true Madden fashion, I'm pretty sure they went overboard and it like went too far the other way. So then the defense was like insanely good and you could make all these adjustments. And Madden has never really been about balance despite swearing up and down to be a football simulation. It's like a football simulation in the loosest sense of the well, but now wait a minute though. Isn't that essentially what the NFL is trying to do now is where it's, it's trying to just get rid of defense. 
Couldn't you argue it's actually football in its truest form? Uh, maybe, but I would say that it also just should have been better adjusted and they should really figure it out because I feel like 2K has figured it out. But anyway, we're getting too far away. You need to finish, are, yeah. you need to finish your Christmas story before we, we get on to, to Madden and discuss Oh, God, it. yeah. All right, so again, at the zoo, learning all about why contraception is a good thing. Yes. Um, getting a toast a taste of reality because this is apparently something you're you're supposed to do with your kids which again i think is ridiculous biscuit checking in at work drinking his usual coke zero uh said he had to play men at his friends houses was never any good at it but man was it fun that right there is the statement a good video game too right if you're you're terrible at it but you still enjoy playing it that's when you know you you know or uh, or if it was if you say that that system or that game or whatever it may be was really good, even if I never owned it, because that's how I feel about the Super Nintendo. I did not have a Super Nintendo, but enough people I know owned one or I played it enough that Super Nintendo is like my, one of my favorite systems. And I never even actually owned the damn thing. And, and don't try to now because it's not going to happen unless you got, you know, hell no. Filling out your pocket to pay it with like God, it's ridiculous. Matt Barr coming in, coming in with a statement here Ooh. saying that 04 with Vic on it is the goat, which that's that's a strong contender for goat like, yeah but see the, the, the strong contender the problem with that one though is it 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 fails from the bo jackson uh effect it does right? it does go ahead yeah. yeah go ahead we're gonna again we're gonna get into it but uh, why the reason 05 isn't go- or reason 04 isn't goat is yeah. the reason that 05 overcorrected yes <laughs> like, exactly they had to overcorrect for 04 but exactly go ahead, finish, finish your kids suck yeah or- kids suck we uh we don't like them here we don't support them make better choices with your lives mm-hmm. folks but some people didn't and uh they were dealing with the toddler meltdown uh right by the hippo area oddly enough um Fiona wasn't there. People are pissed. Whatever. Who cares? Uh, And the dad legit was on his phone pretending to call Santa to tell on the kid for being a little dick at the zoo. (laughs) Now, I want to ask you as a parent, a a very skilled and talented parent. Is that a good move or is that kind of a bitch move to like, you know, control your child's behavior instead of handle like a man? I 100 percent tried to call Santa multiple times this holiday season. It is not a bitch move. It is a very unsuccessful move, but is a definitely a go-to move that I give my seal of approval to. Hey, man, if you ain't if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? Like, Look, that if you're, what that if is you're trying to do something as a parent to get your fucking kid to behave for whatever reason, imagine or, or real, then you're not doing it correctly. Because those little sons of bitches won't, won't act right, again, even if you threaten Ever. their lives. So... Ever. If, if you're able to get them act right because of some imaginary figure getting a phone call from you to correct your child's behavior, then more power to you. I wish I wish there was a Santa Claus version of something all year round that watched these fucking kids. Well, I mean, he he is watching all year. They just don't. Yeah, I know. They have no concept of time. Yeah, (laughs) right. Like, I wish there was something each and every like month that was like, hey, said like. Hey, Martin Luther King Jr. is watching you. Martin Luther King Day is coming up soon. You, you oh. better be good or Martin Luther King is going to get you. I don't know. Maybe we're, we're teaching the kids to be scared of the black guy, and that probably isn't good. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. You don't want to. Government does a good enough job of that. Anyway. You don't want to double down on that one necessarily. That, that seems like a, a, a tricky situation. Race card. Yes. 
Got oh, it. Biscuit says that a kid called him fat in the store. His mom shooed him off, and I told him Santa wasn't real. That was the only way to That's handle brilliant. that. That's the only way to handle that fucking situation, too. What an asshole child. Right? Well, and you know, the thing is that the, the mom probably felt bad about it, and then she got clapped back twice because that kid is going to be a mess for the rest of, I don't know, the holiday? Like, she, she's going to be dealing with the fallout of that longer than that kid is going to remember, you know, getting sh- uh, scolded or shooed off, if you will. Yeah. Plus, you also have to live with the the fact that you're a fucking terrible parent. Like you're the parent of the kid who's yeah who called an employee fat. Like that would embarrass me so damn much. Even if you know, like, hey, kids are shitty. Hey, kids don't know any better. No, I would still feel like yeah, I failed. See, the thing is, they, they do. They do. Fat. They know what the fuck they're doing, man. They just play stupid. You know. I really well, think yeah, I mean, I 100% agree that they know what they're doing, but they don't have, like, the cognitive distance to not, like, just blurt out, hey, you're a fat fuck, like, at the store to somebody. Like, <laughs> you you shouldn't. They might know that they shouldn't, but they still, like, it doesn't like, quite click. Like, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to hold it in, even if they want to. I mean, I, uh, I'll have to take your word for it. I, I still find that hard to believe if you are... Yeah, kid is what he says. Kids are barely functional sociopaths. Like that's that's what they are, right? Like at, yeah. at a certain point, kids are the way they are because they aren't old enough that they've gotten it beaten out of them, right? Yeah, and again, they don't have like the life experience, like beating it out of them, having somebody you know give them dirty looks, getting yelled at for whatever reason they being have told. Not- I see now. Actually, here's where Whitey, you might have, or no, it was Biscuit. Maybe, maybe misstep because of the Santa thing. But I'm guessing there was a timeliness factor. My immediate retort back would have been, "You're fat. Who are you to say? Like, look at you, kid. Look at your." crazy ass face look at that hair no one's gonna like you with that hairdo but what if they have a perfectly fine hairdo and they're not fat like then what well then you kick him and laugh at him for crying (laughs) it's a lot of pressure one because you're at your job so kicking a child is generally frowned upon and who are they gonna believe the kid or me i mean come on i'm the adult here to imagine but yeah but okay but even say you do kick the kid and you get away with it Imagine then the kid not crying. Then how shitty do you feel if you kick the kid? And he's like, the fuck was that? Like the the retort isn't like them bawling and you feeling good about yourself. It's you feeling even worse because you kicked the kid. And the reaction was, wow, you kick like a bitch. I didn't think about that part. (laughs) (laughs) That crossed my mind. See, you're just better off not, not going for the kick at all. Then you don't have any of that pressure. You just you know, bite your tongue and or just under your breath, say, fuck you, kid. See, this this, this is why my my initial reaction approach to children before before all you idiot friends of mine started getting knocked up and my family members started having nieces and nephews is I would just stay the hell away from them. Because because if, if you ain't around them, correct, there ain't nothing that can go wrong. You know what I mean? Generally like, the correct choice is to not be around. Yeah. Them. Like that's how I come knocking to the door. I, I don't want your damn cookies. I'll get them at Kroger in public in front of everybody like Nah, just go and get. Like, I don't need no childs around saying some shit. Like, I could see a guy could see a Girl Scout or a Boy Scout shaking you down, being like, "Listen, Mister, if you don't give my troop fifty bucks, I'm gonna tell my daddy you hit me." And they'll be like, "Well, you clearly don't know me, because if anything, I'm kicking fools." But that's fine, I guess. So again, I just stay the fuck away from him. Matt Barr says this is the Tom Segura thing. Just curse around, and I'm guessing he means kids in a musical way, so that they remember it. Oh, that's sneaky. 
Yeah, I mean, I the the only problem with that is as clever and as awesome as it would be, when you're mad, there's nothing musical about it. You're just like angry cussing. It's just the fastest. That's why so m- much cursing hardly makes any fucking sense because it's just series of words interjected with other curse words as fast as you can get them off of your lips. You're not really like nothing matters in that moment, except for how angry you are. And, and just words in inserted in between the word fuck in some form or fashion just works. Yeah. And it's like, that I, one. like I'd love to be poetic about it and bust that into a number with the dance and everything and have them really remember it. But it's just not usually possible in that moment. I see, and here's where I'm trying to find that Clark, Clark Griswold quote where he uh, just drops the, like, what is it, like 50-word sentence where he's just, oh, yeah, here he goes. Uh, Cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed, sack-of-monkey shit. Now, again, ladies and gentlemen, that was, you know, 1989. So for the times, that was scathing. I mean, that was peeling paint off the walls. Well, not Um, only that, it was good because it was rehearsed. Like, that's the problem. You don't get to drop that one liner like off the cuff. It would come out much more angry and just like, fuck, 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 fuck. Like, (laughs) see, but but again, that's where I tell you, Scott, you got to prepare for this stuff. You got to plan ahead of time. You got to practice this. You mean you got to tell me plan ahead for my kids driving me to the point of wanting to murder them enough to choreograph how my cuss words come out of my mouth. Yes. (laughs) I mean, what do you do your job all day? You've got plenty of idle time. You can tell you don't have kids. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Like, because that's why I'm writing my list down now. When you do, it is all just whatever comes to your mind. And again, it's mostly just a bunch of fucks with a couple of words in there. A lot of times, I find myself cussing at nothing or to the imaginary person I wish was listening to me. Only to realize I'm the only person in the room. Nobody hears me. But at the end of it, I'm like, I feel better. Like I got that yeah. all. I got yeah. that all out. Like, it's like, cool. I feel it, good. It's, it's a it's a it's a healing moment, is what it sounds like. And and I yeah. get that. Yeah. So I'd, I'd ask you this, Scott. If I gave you a list of if fifty swears or fifty whatever, fifty phrases, just hurl. How many days would it take for you to get through that list? Using them when you know your kids piss you off. Probably two. Oh, see, I was expecting to come back with it. Take me four hours. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're not I talking say, days. We're talking hours. I, I say two because I'm not much of a variety guy. Like I get mad, and it's just the go tos. It's a lot of f bombs, a lot of sons of bitches, and then <laughs> and then I'm done. Like, and it's like, and then I I, I come back. I, you know, I, I I get out of the blackout stage, and I'm like, what happened? how how did we get to the mall (laughs) how did this happen it's all flailing limbs and you know f-bombs so yeah there's not much creativity once once you get angry it just kind of is what it is oh boy so yeah just like the zoo things i get to look forward to great awesome well we'll shift over to just another extremely uplifting and uh you know a topic that gives you hope for the future we're going to talk about hard knocks because oh, that's how I know that our, our our world is moving in the right direction when you can watch a quality show like that and feel good about the way that the Colts are trending. Oh, cool. Scotty? So let's talk about football. 
Yeah. I'm I hate watching this show so much, but God, it's the worst. All right. I think these notes are better than last week's, even if it was just I think the it, it had nothing to do with the bye. It just this week I just had more thoughts. Lots of dead time when they actually played football, though. All right, here we go. Seriously, Reich is bound and determined to take the title of least motivating coach ever from Mike McCarthy. I see why they're trying what they're trying to do here with hyping up the matchup, but Pats versus Colts was as much about Brady versus Manning as anything. There's no storyline here anyone gives a flying fuck about. Jack Doyle looks like he was born to play for the Colts. Week six of this season, this show has officially made me hate Carson Wentz. Knowing they beat the brakes off the Patriots helps makes this episode slightly less terrible. What in the fuck is that backpack that Taylor has? Bubba Ventrone has hair. Oh, wait, excuse me. Bubba Ventrone with hair is a whole fucking look. Raymond Michael, yeah, stick with Bubba. How is it that Bubba Ventrone, the fucking special teams coordinator, is the most exciting thing this season has oh seen? Oh my God, right? <laughs> he really is. Uh, even Bubba can't escape the awkward HBO takes the cameras into the family life thing, though. Quick, everyone put on your Colts jersey and act like all we do is breathe football. God, the families on this show have never been more fake. Like, I know that they have to have filler and they can't just show all game footage. Cause then you might as well just watch inside the NFL or whatever, but Holy fuck. When they talk to the families and specifically on this season, when the cameras are on the family, it's just cringe all over the damn place. Dude, it's, um, it's terrible. It's terrible across the board. Honestly, like I just, yeah. And speaking of the family, at least the little kids on previous episodes had the excuse of just not knowing, uh, why the fuck are Bubba's kids so damn stiff? They clearly didn't run lines enough with HBO. Uh, rookie cookie contest. Again, the most interesting thing about the Colts has nothing to do with football. NFL players voting on the Pro Bowl in real time. Seriously, wait, this wait. is a show. What? All right, but I, I want to go back to the cookies, though, because I had I had a lot of questions there. Um, okay, what about him? So they they legitimately made these dudes decorate cookies and bring them in to get voted on by the team that was that was rookie hazing in, in indianapolis rookie hazing is hey rookies bake cookies and decorate them for us that's an interesting take but i'm a little suspicious too because they all had the same shape and every single one of the cookies seemed to be baked well enough like now they only brought in like what like six or eight cookies so maybe these dudes made like four dozen and that's all they had left over but again something smelled fishy about all that Something smelled fishy because my guess is they were given a box of pre-cut cookies and were told, bake these and 100%. decorate them. There's zero oh, not even chance. bake. I'm thinking they just decorated. <laughs> just straight up draw that Gucci sweater on there, man. Because I know on, that on, one was authentic. On, on raw dough. <laughs> They're like, look, just put these down and put something. If you put frosting over raw dough, it looks fine. Nobody's going to fucking know. Well, and, and if there's one more thing that just stares in the face of COVID protocols other than Carson Wentz, it's it's having a, a team bonding activity centered around breathing on, touching, feeling things that you're then going to eat. Uh, just again, it's the Colts. They they baffle me. That's right. Gabe says that it was a spray ground backpack. I have no idea what the hell spray ground backpack is. I'm gonna have to Google that soon because 
that's I got you foreign to me. All right. And then continuing on, cause I don't have terrible too many notes after this. All right. NFL players voting on the pro bowl in real time. Seriously, this is the show. Don't bother showing the Colts playing football. Skip the kids, skip the football. I just want to watch early 20 year old educated in football, young men trying to figure the world out. Fuck Adam well, Vinatieri. Oh, absolutely. Fuck him right in yeah. the butt. Um, but that the, the best part about the Pro Bowl voting is that that confirmed to me what I think we all already knew, which is that the Pro Bowl is a fucking joke. And everybody, players included, just kind of votes with like, oh, yeah, I know that <laughs> name. I'll pick that guy. Yes. You know what I mean? No, like, that like if we ever wondered how the players voted for the Pro Bowl and we all just assume that they're yes. kind of just like. Oh, hey, um, such and such is good. Oh, yeah, man, that sounds right. That's exactly how it went. It was just like Buckner was like, oh, um, what's his name's been balling out? Oh, yeah, they have been. And it was just a big circle jerk around whatever name popped into who's ever head at any given moment. The like, fact that they were talking about Cam Hayward and the the, the Steelers <laughs> have been so shit all well, year. They, they just started. They just started. Buddy, I'm busy. Can I have ice cream? Yeah, sure. Have all the ice cream. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they just started throwing. No passwords needed. <laughs> they just started throwing names out. And I'm pretty sure that it was just like names that were famous when they played in college. Like it wasn't yeah. even oh, like easy. names that are good in the NFL currently. It was just like, yeah. oh, uh, Cam Hayward. I remember him at Ohio State. <laughs> Vote for him for the Pro Bowl. Like there seemed to be no rhyme or reason. But again, that's what made it interesting. Like I was genuinely focused and like entertained by these idiots sitting around a computer monitor trying to vote on the Pro Bowl. Like, they've got all this stuff to worry about. They've got one of the most boring human beings on the planet yelling at them about oh motivation God. and the hollow or not the hollow, not even judgment yelling, day, just... judgment day. Yeah, I was gonna say, mild, <laughs> mildly, mildly raising his voice about judgment, right? Day. <laughs> and here I, here we are, expected to be uh, expected to think that they can be concerned about the fucking Pro Bowl. And and yeah, and Kev completely nailed it. <laughs> Kevin says, and I quote him quoting the players, oh dude, Peyton Manning has been balling out. Right. Like, yeah, that's, well, that's how that's they were pretty voting. Much how they, not only how they would vote, but I expect to, to, to bring it back to Madden for them to just be like, oh man, you know, such and such got a superstar rating uh, added in this latest update. I bet we should vote for him. He's had a pretty solid year. Right. Uh, kind of makes you wonder, like, so they're writing on paper, like, which was interesting to me because for I multiple thought it was reasons. All computer ballots. <laughs> no, it was, yeah, I would have assumed, but it, it looked like they were written on I was paper. Say, they, they were handwritten ballots for, like, I mean, at least they showed the handwritten ballots. I'm sure you could right. do it on a computer, but apparently I... some cults were taking the option of writing out their votes, which seems. Mm. Seems too good risky to be true. No, no, no. It seems Can't... risky because I'm, I'm that that trusts two things that they know what they're doing and that they have good, legible enough handwriting to see. Put like <laughs> that's what I'm after, though. Like, down. yeah, I want to see who they voted for and like how they misspelled names like Rogers. No, because see, I feel like they would get a name like Rogers. They would spell the names that we would spell wrong, though. <laughs> They'd be struggling uh, yeah. to spell the see, names. That's not funny, just like, well, it, it's not funny, except for it's funny when you think about it from the, the aspect of 
somebody named their child that and even the most like hood of people who live in an environment when those names are like common are still like wait how the fuck do you spell that name or like how is that a name of somebody <laughs> like race card like here's how fucked I up mean... it is like how bad would it be would it would it be better or worse if somebody was like I'm voting on Peyton Manning because I played Mad, uh, Madden and he was really good in Madden. Or if they're like, I'm voting for Peyton Manning because I know how to spell Peyton's name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, vote for Eli too. You know, it's a two for one deal, right? <laughs> not two guys at once. Like that really. Yeah, I'm voting number shit. one and number two for quarterback. <laughs> do you, I mean, like, do you think there's like a minimum and shit they have to hit for the ballot to count? Well, and I, I would imagine it's got to be like if you like if the fan votes for Pro Bowl, like I think as long your your ballot is eligible as long as you cast one vote for every starting position. So like as long as you vote for somebody for every starting spot, then it's eligible. Excluding you don't have kickers to vote and O because yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like that would actually be funnier if they were just like, man, Peyton Manning got an in, um, inordinate number of the player vote. It'd just be like Peyton Manning hasn't played for like five years. He just got player votes because that's the only name that they know how to spell. Uh, no, hold on, man. Have you seen <laughs> like everybody's just Monday voting for broadcast? Tom? They're like, they're like Tom Brady, man. I'm so glad he's still good because I can just <laughs> vote for Tom Brady. I know how to spell Tom and Brady. There's no confusion there. Shit, who else can we match with Brady? What other guys have the last name Brady? Like, you guys have their <laughs> first name we can throw in front of there. What about, you know, other Toms we can vote for? I, I see your game here. Oh, God, that was painful. But anyways, back back to the hard knocks, because there was some oh, yeah, quality content there we got to get to, right? Yeah, let's finish. So the last note was, fuck Adam Vinatieri. All right. Saying nothing and just celebrating with her kids makes Katie Ventrone the best wife slash mom to ever appear on this show. I will That's forever fun. take... I will forever take pleasure in watching Mac Jones get his ass whooped. Buckner, please get your wife and tell her that tell her to talk to Katie about talking less when the camera's on her. Carson Wentz celebrating like he did anything other than making making it a game by throwing a clutch interception. Fitting. It's what game, he does best, man. <laughs> game ball to Ursay, and he's wearing a cowboy hat again. Take a drink. He's blitzed. <laughs> fucking guy that was my final note but seriously i like i always want to like talk more shit but then like I, I, you know the, the the moment in this episode where you're supposed to like you know feel something as a human being and not be a complete human piece of shit is the fact that you know we made jokes about how all of the cults seemingly are having babies this season oh like, my I god think it was yeah. the very the first week episode, too like, eight, well, yeah and it's like there was like eight wives do at some point during the season all within like a three-week period but their starting center uh and wife oh, lost yeah. lost the child and so like i didn't have anything to say about that because that's not a joking manner and obviously that's really sad and ursa ursa gets the game ball and here i am trying to make jokes and then of course in this, the middle of his speech he's like and then you know the game ball goes to ryan and his wife and you know i'm like ah fuck I felt bad for about two seconds. I still left the jokes about Ursa being high in there. Oh, I mean, he's he's such a douchebag. But he also really looks like he's always high. Like Probably because he is. I mean, like, notice how, well, no, we'll just, we won't go there because everyone knows his substance abuse problems, which I don't know how much has to do with mental health and how much of it has to do with him being a rich prick. But 
either way, I rewatched the bye week episode because I was like, all right, well, I got time. Might as well see what good. I missed. It's it's I mean, surprisingly, it's worse with the sound on. Um, I found <laughs> myself right, wanting you watched to reach it like through show last week. Like, yeah, during the episode, you were watching it with no audio. And, and the only and the only note I had from rewatching it as if it was like, you know, sound on like the first time I seen it uh-huh. was that that fat, sweaty looking dude was actually it wasn't Ursa. It was his dad. So, like, <laughs> that, that was my one note. So. I, you know, I can't hold it against Ursay for being a fat, sweaty old guy, but I can hold it against him for being a rich prick. That's true. Yeah. Kevin says, shocker, a bunch of guys who took underwater basket weaving in college are dumb. Well, yeah, I mean, definitely, but it's still fun to watch. Uh, and then <laughs> Kevin also saying, you're telling me no one voted for Aaron Rodgers. And finally, I know how to spell his name and proceeds to vote for Peyton Manning, spelling the name P-A-Y-T-O-N. Oh, I missed that. P-E. I missed that on <laughs> first read. You missed that joke, yeah. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, it, Kev, you already it's one of those visual jokes. Yeah. It doesn't work if you if you if you don't know how to spell Peyton, like apparently Mookie doesn't. You look at that and you're like, What? I don't get hey, it. <laughs> I could spell Sean all day. Don't you worry about it. Um <laughs> Yeah, the only note that I had that we, we didn't touch on here, though, uh, honestly, and I think it was so appropriate the way it ended, uh, especially as I log on to, you know, get ready of pre-show and I see the Philip Rivers headlines um, as they're wrapping up and Carson Wentz is leading the team in uh, the breakdown. Uh, he goes, there is no more selfless team in the league. We've got this. And I'm like, oh, Carson, I won't get the shot is talking about it being a selfless team. Hmm, I wonder if he'll miss any games due to COVID coming up. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It was. It's funny that you you jotted that down as a note because I thought to say the same thing it, when they're playing the game against the Patriots and obviously during the week and all the other footage and even some of the game footage, they show him like strapping the mask back on or whatever. But during the game action and all this other stuff, I'm like, man, how how hard is it if you're the head coach to get players to be like, hey, you need to follow this guy into battle. You know, this guy is our quarterback. He's our leader. He's our, you know, our team captain. He's the guy we need to to, to follow. And it's like, oh, yeah, he's not fucking vaccinated. <laughs> like, but, like, everybody else were like, yeah, all of you motherfuckers need to be vaccinated. But the starting quarterback, like if there's right. one person on the right. team that you're like, if you're the head coach, you go to and you're like, for the love of fucking God, I need you to get vaccinated. I don't give a shit if you believe in it. I don't give a shit what. Like if the fucking starting quarterback doesn't get vaccinated, you will have a hard, like nearly impossible sell for the rest of the team. Because there's, I mean, this NFL slightly different, but I was going to say there's a good chance that the dude's white. Very high probability that the rest of the team is mostly not white. And it's like, hey, follow this white guy at lead. Do what he says, mm-hmm. but not that vaccinated thing. Like, yeah, don't pay like, attention about that. You know, that's that's, that's a side. Maybe, right? maybe that's a, that's I'm giving detail. Mark Rick too much shit. Like, maybe it's like, look, dude, every day I go in there and I'm dealing with this bullshit because fucking Carson won't get a fucking shot. And I'm just like, look, this is all the energy I can fucking muster because at any given moment, the other 52 guys are going to be like, you know what, coach? Fuck you. Carson doesn't have a shot. I don't I don't want it to do dick that you say. 
It's got to be a tough spot to be in. Well, I, I think I think Frank Reich might have a hard time with that, but Mark Richt isn't going to have to really worry about that much other than looking for a job. So, you know, I see what you're saying, but... Um, I had a really good point there, and I fucked it up because I mixed up white guys. Yep, I mixed you mixed up, white up old white guys that are exploiting <laughs> others for their own gain. I know, Scott, there's a lot of them out there. It's it's tough to keep them straight at a certain point. Actually, you know that's going to be the play here. It's it's tough to keep the white guys who are in charge of uh, making sure that uh, young black men stay in their servitude. Who's in charge of which group at any given time? Like I have it tougher than anybody trying to remember all oh, of the dude. white oh. people in charge. It's such a list you have to make. Um, one of the things, though, I, I thought you were going to say that that this is how Frank gets by is that you just tell the guys that are doubting the situation because they're like, well, what, Carson doesn't get vaccinated? And he goes, look, dude, I could get another one of him in an instant. Like, he ain't special. I'm not that worried about him. Like, for me, that's what I'm surprised about with Carson is that, like, bro, like, he's got two years left. Like, he's not exactly on sound footing as a starting NFL quarterback. Like, I don't know. It's an interesting choice, if you ask me, but one that he's clearly comfortable making. Um, uh, hold on. Kevin's saying that yeah. I'm pulling the all white people look alike card or the all white people look the same card. In actuality, that's what Mookie is doing here by saying that if he were the head coach, like, look, this motherfucker's replaceable. Like, I'll just find another right. boring, tall, non-mobile white guy. And it's like... Like I, while you were saying that, I was like, I think this is something we just dubbed the Trent Dilfer. Like, imagine, yeah, he, he excuses Carson Wentz and is like, "All right, Carson, you can go home, go tend to your wife. The, the other fifty-two of you, all the coaches, stay here. We're gonna have a, a players and coaches meeting. Carson, you can leave though." And yeah. he's just like, "None of this is important to you, man." <laughs> like, yeah, you're you're, don't you're the worry team about leader. It. It's cool. You don't have to worry about it. And then he's like, "Look here, guys." You see what happened with fucking Trent Dilfer and fucking Brad uh, Brad Johnson. Johnson. You don't yeah. fucking need a yeah. quarterback to win this shit. We're going to win in spite of this son of a bitch. So ignore the fact. I mean, hell, against the Patriots in that first half, he threw six fucking passes. Six. So he's not the reason you're winning the fucking game. So, yeah, you're right. He, Maybe He is the reason you almost lose it when he, right, he throws throwing the ball pick. and throws yeah, a pick. Yeah. He throws that pick in the fourth quarter that gets the Colts yeah. within three or gets the Pats within three. Yeah, you could easily make that sell. Like he leaves and you're just like, hey, guys, fuck this guy. We got to go out here and ball out because he's going to do something that costs us the game. What are what are we going to do to make up for his deficiencies, including I mean, the exactly. fact that that motherfucker won't get vaccinated? That actually you, would be hilarious as a head do you, coach. Do you think that like hitting 52 guys against one and it was the you, quarterback? Well, I mean, because he, he's got one right behind him and Sam Ellinger. Like you got you can't tell me you stick Sam <laughs> Ellinger and Carson went side by side. And the only thing giving Carson away is the fact he's a ginger, right? Nothing else would set those two apart other than the fact that, you know, Carson's got the, the fiery red hair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Matt Barr saying in the immortal words of the kid from Role Models, you white, you Ben Affleck. It's 100% Afra accurate. Also, also proving a point, he referred to him as the kid from Role Models. The only thing that stopped it from Impressive. being less worse was he didn't say the black kid from Role Models. <laughs> that well, would have been that would have been just like perfect, yeah. perfect quote. To quote the black kid that nobody remembers from Role Models, you ain't white, or if you white, you Ben Affleck. Well, because, dude, <laughs> if it was the other kid, then that's where you just say McLovin said. No, I know, but 
still it's, it's just- all right well anyways one other thing i did want to uh uh yeah and matt bar again claiming he's smart than that scott so there you go obviously intentional. he is but not much um, None fair, of us are. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here at, you know, 830 or whatever it is on a Wednesday night. Um, do you think that that was what Frank Reich was doing in the the quarterback's room or whatever? Remember when he was talking about during film, he had his legs up on the desk and was like, look, I've learned in all my years. The one thing you don't do is you don't tell a quarterback to throw to that guy because, you know, they're they're smart enough. They're smart enough to make the right read. They'll, they'll pick, you'll pick out the right one, Carson. I, I know you will. Do you think that's him reminding the rest of the coaches, like, listen, we only scheme for there to be one dude open. So he really only has one choice. It'll be fine. Don't worry. We got this. I would hope so, because like I said, based on everything I've learned of Carson Wentz from this show, like from this, <sighs> just this season of Hard Knocks, like, I just don't like that guy. Like, I don't know what it is about him, but there's just something about Carson Wentz that screams, fuck this guy. Oh, he's the like worst. He, he carries himself very much like the the high school, like the, the high school quarterback jock, like, but he's like the, you know, I'm the, the most popular kid in school. But but he's only cool because he's the only kid who's six four and can throw the football. Like, right, yeah. He's like, not he's, actually he's cool. Like no, 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 no. Like practice on the yeah. on the coolness scale on the Colts, he ranks way down there. Like I, I can't even like Frank, Frank Reich has a a better standing on the coolness factor than than Carson Wentz does. Kind of makes you wonder about why nobody else wants to go play in Indy. Like he was the only one they could get. Nick Foles was on the market even. Okay, uh, <laughs> Whitey with another dynamite drop in there. Um, Whitey's saying that he looks for dates at the children's library. I don't know who I'm assuming he's talking about Carson Wentz. If not, either way, that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, kind of hard to build off of that one, though, huh? Um, so another week of hard knocks in the books. They had an actual huge win against the Patriots, which, again, was probably the I gotta best say, part this of the episode. The first week, well, it was, but it was also the first week. So we were watching all these Colts episodes and the only other game or episode going in that I knew the outcome already was that, that, uh, that bills game when Taylor had ran for five touchdowns in the game, I knew that they kicked the shit out of him that game. The rest of the games I went in and I'm like the fucking Colts win this game. I don't know. You know, I didn't bother checking the scores, yeah, or anything. Who, who but on Saturday, Colts, right? yeah, well, nobody, if they're smart, but whatever day it was like Thursday, I guess, that, no, that wasn't the Thursday night game because the 49ers played Thursday night. Whatever night that was that the Colts and Patriots played, I was at the bar and I'm looking at the game and the thought occurred to me, oh, this stupid ass game is going to be featured on Hard Knocks coming up this week. I got that to look forward to. Well, at least the Colts are winning, so I don't have to worry about whether they're going to beat the Patriots or not. So that was nice. That's true. Because, you know, in the second half there, if it weren't for, uh, what's her name, Becky Venturone or whatever, uh, Katie. it could all, f- Katie, yeah, Katie, if it weren't well, for Katie, well, it was all going to fall do? apart. Well, she kept telling us, it's okay, it's okay, we're okay, we're fine. His son looked um, distraught as shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And again, his son even pointing out that Bill Belichick cheats. Like, how about that, right? From well, the mouths yeah. of babes, right? Well, that and kids know better than anyone. It's true. Yeah. They they see people for what they are, which is scheming old fucks that are trying to figure out how to, you know, cuss them out properly. 
all in a rapid succession of words. Also, how come we didn't see any footage of uh, what's his name, Xavier Roden, his kid? Like, that's all they could talk about the week before. And like, did that just not happen? Uh, my guess is that they, it, as much as they ran lines with the other kids, that, that they were actually worse with his kid. She's a baby. She wouldn't have to do lines. Yeah, see, that's how, that's how terrible the, the those kids are. That's why I was confused well, yeah. at how bad Bubba's kids were. I was like, the, the kids who can barely speak are better than them. Uh, yeah, that was rough. And, and of course, and Bubba even points out to his kid, like, we don't get drops on tape. Like, you got to catch the damn ball, like, as they're playing <laughs> catch in the living room. Again, that went to my out. whole this is so scripted point, because, again, something like that where they're just playing catch in the kitchen it's just like come on man do we have to be yeah. so fake and phony about it well and, and dad is so into football he didn't even realize what day they were moving yeah 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 he was, too, he was right? so into football like, his life was so consumed that he had no idea that we were moving today i'm like i mean that's great and all but nobody believes that coaches are that consumed with life that they didn't even know that they were moving like there's certain things in life that happen that it's just too unbelievable moving is one of them like right. you may not be actively involved you may be like oh well i kind of put it out of my mind that today was the day we're moving because i'm not actually doing anything but yeah oh yeah i'm very well aware that we were moving like dude all of your shit is in boxes like y you can't miss that i'm sorry but yeah. whatever. Again, it's the Colts. Uh, that's probably the best that we're going to get out of Hard Knocks this year uh, when they take what could have been the most epic win of the Colts season and just turn it into just basically a Bud Light, if you will. You know, uh, it was a beer I drank, but I'll never remember it from any of the other ones. They tried to hype it up so much too, like throughout the entire, like the, the intro part and, and like leading up to the game. It was just very much like this. This extreme, we've never seen a matchup like this at Lucas Field, which I don't care enough about Colts football to like fact check that. And I'm like, I know this stadium's newer, but you're telling me they haven't played a meaningful regular season game since it's been open until now. Like in this game, like as quote unquote meaningful as it was in the scheme of things, it wasn't that meaningful. Like there's still a path for both both teams of the playoffs without it. So, but they but they got the Patriots monkey off their back. Eight straight losses, and that was again another thing that it was just like, does it mean anything if Manning and Brady weren't there? Like the the streak ended, but it's not the same streak. Like it's not the same. Like there isn't that same spark or that same contention because it's well, but no but longer the quarterback. Ursay wanted it. Jim really really <laughs> wanted this one over Bill. So, like, that's why it matters. Because, so again, this is all about Jim. Like, have you not figured that part out yet? Mm. No, except for the part where we're talking about the pill bottle. I know that's all about Jim. Hey, can you hold things down for just one second? Oh, I, boy, I this is a great sign. I know. I got to get something to wipe something up. As in my all right. I'll be right so there. while Scott updates his computer, I will talk to you about whatever it is that comes to my mind. Um Good thing we have some notes in the doc to, to go from as I talk to myself about a question I was going to pose to Scott. But this will work out great because I saw some news earlier today break that um, 
Aaron Rodgers went out in an interview and was talking about his future with the pack and was saying how, you know, he's not going to drag it on. He wants to make it a very quick thing and uh, doesn't want things to go on and on for months on end. But he really just wants it to be something where he can quickly get back to football and move on with his life. And I couldn't help but think like, yeah, that's got to be a dig at Favreau, right? Like, how else do you take that? Like, where else could you go with that kind of comment, especially since it came now as we head into the second to last week? of the NFL season where the Packers have already clinched uh, the number one seed in the NFC, I believe, meaning they'll be making a run for a minute or two. So there's plenty of time to talk about that shit later. Yet he decided that he just had to bring it up now. Go figure. I guess we shouldn't be surprised though. Cause if there's one thing we know about Aaron Rodgers, it's that he's a douche. No. <laughs> and I can hear Scott yelling in the background that he completely agrees with me on that take. Uh, and yes, once again, this is him in, in, in twisting that knife into Farvra for what he did to him. Uh, Matt Barr chiming in and saying that A-Raj hates Farvra. It's always been that way. Farvra treated him like shit. And I don't remember what exactly it was, but I believe Farvra threw some shade at him, too, when, um, when congratulating him on hitting the... Uh, the 400 touchdown mark or something like that. And, and basically uh, try to pull a backdoor cover, if you will, saying that he, he'd love to, you know, go one-on-one with a Raj in a uh, shootout as it were. So yeah, that's a thing I talked about for a little bit. Um, what else we got? What else is going on? Oh, uh, we could uh, really quick again. I know that this is usually Scott's thing, but we could uh, do that hockey. Uh, but Hey, as they say in hockey, Let's do that hockey. They got COVID. That's good news, though, because we could talk basketball instead. Boom, Shit, they're also out with COVID. That's okay, though, because I, I still think we haven't actually touched on college basketball at all. So I think we can go back. And college football also got COVID. So that's great news. Um, now that I've made the round the horn style uh, tally on there, um, Kevin says that Aaron Rodgers probably hates Olive Garden because when you're there, you're family. It's a really just, solid point. Did I get to the part where you just awkwardly changed a bunch of transitions because you didn't know what else to do? No, I mean, I'd kind of planned on doing this earlier where we could just go through the banners and click them all and, and point out how they all got canceled for COVID in last week, uh, thinking that could buy me like a good 60, 90 seconds or so. Didn't last that long. Um, <laughs> I did want to talk about basketball, though, because I, I saw this come out earlier this week from ESPN. And I'm like, Jesus, this is really where we are right now. And it was a app notification about an article around the... Uh, the fantasy protocol all pro team. So literally dudes that had been called up or signed to 10 day contracts because others were in protocol, uh, COVID protocols, and they were just balling out. And so they were, they were trying to tell you how to build fantasy your COVID fantasy team. Yeah. Which to be fair, you know, hits a little tender in my heart because I lost a championship this week in NFL fantasy because oh no. Travis Kelsey and Austin Eckler are both out with COVID. So consider that, I don't know what, 35 fantasy points just disappearing from my roster, trying to backfill that on championship week. I mean, to me, that just goddamn unfair. Um, I asked for a recount and I still have yet to hear back about my appeal. So I'll keep you guys up to date on how that plays out. 
Um, but I did learn ask, an important lesson here. You know what and, you should do? You should ask Matt Barr how he's doing in, in the, the Craft Brood Sports Fantasy Championship this week. Oh, I bet he's doing really well based on that that lead-in. Um, he is he doing probably, really well. He lost to me in the, the uh, semifinal. Life sucks, Drew. Sorry. Thanks, Robert. You couldn't have your guy get his shit together. <laughs> like, I don't understand how you let the child beater back on the field, but you you keep Kelsey out despite having been vaccinated and boosted. Like, let the man play. But whatever. I guess water on the bridge. The Chiefs didn't give a shit about that game, so why should I? You sound extra bitter about that. Yeah, I'm real pissed about it. Like, where did Travis Kelsey touch you? He was, he was, he was my number one first round pick that I was riding to a championship because my strategy, I inverted stuff. I went tight end first running backs. This is why draft weekend, draft night, whenever it was that you did, did your draft, what you should have done is you should have made sure that come championship time, you had an accurate idea of who might be in COVID protocol. <laughs> I can't even get it out. Dude, Seriously, dude, he, man. He, fantasy he, fantasy uh, people got screwed so much. This this so like, hard. But there was really nothing to be done about it either. Because well, there was went nothing into to protocol be, Monday. Monday. There's nothing, and he's, there's nothing to be done. And like most like there's like an equal amount of screwing go around. Like it wasn't like, Oh, Hey, it's only players on like your team. Like you might've had an inordinate amount of players who had COVID, but it was like enough players around the league that it wasn't like, Oh, Hey, they were picking and choosing based on some certain criteria. Like everybody just got equally fucked. And again, like in an unprecedented situation, like when is the last time a global pandemic Um, screwed up the fantasy playoffs? Like also never just real quick, Robert Taylor. uh, I'm pretty sure that Mr. Pringle does not play tight end. So how the fuck would that help me? (laughs) Kevin said that he's blaming COVID on going one and 13. Definitely not because he blacked out. It took Mac Jones. Oh my God. God. (laughs) That is like, Dude, that's terrible. Terrible. Whoever... I also think that it's funny that he, like, even in a blackout state, he went super Patriots fan. He's like, yeah. <laughs> in his unconscious drunkenness, one thing sh- shone through, and that was his love for the Patriots, <laughs> no matter how misplaced it was. There, there are three quarterbacks you take before the fifth round, and none of them have the last name Jones. I think that's a hundred percent on you, Kevin. Sorry, man. I don't take quarterbacks before the fifth round. No matter you know what, what their name is. if you keep tempting me, Robert, I will talk the rest of the fucking show about fantasy. Cause I can no, go for days. We, we're, we're at nine Oh five and we, we opened up the show and we are not going to get through this whole show. We've alluded to it, but now it's time to talk about one John Madden. Oh, now, you're not first gonna, of all, you're not going to do need, that hockey. No, I'm not worried about doing that hockey right now. I want to talk about the man that just passed away. That was, a big figure in all of our lives. Uh, but I he feel like large. <laughs> I feel like he's he's this figure on multiple different levels for multiple different reasons. Like there's the actual commentator Madden that like most of us know. There's the head coach that you know some of our parents know, and then there's the namesake of this video game that like just about everybody knows. And I feel like those are like three completely different entities. I feel like head coach John Madden is this person that I saw a video of heard legends about, 
you know, that he's there, but I grew up with coach Madden and boom, tough act and Tanactin, like, you know, not like <laughs> the commentator Madden, like, and then like he got like, he was mostly famous to me, like because of being a, a you know, an, a weekend week out commentator, but he was not good at it. Like he was not particularly Dude, a good play by play guy at all him. Or, and he wasn't, I mean, he was usually the color guy with John or with uh, Pat Summerall, but that duo, not great. Like <laughs> they, they said so little and maybe, maybe that makes them great. See, by, I think that's what was standards. the best about them. The madnisms that we got. I know, but it's funny because them as a duo, like I would pick so many other people at the time to like watch a game for, they were not like the best duo to watch a game for, but I think they were just synonymous with football commentary because excuse me, because of like, the video game like the video game became bigger than him at anything he ever did like oh, easily his name just being dedicated and i don't think he had anything to do with that shit like i know the you know the stories about when it first was coming out about how you know he he lent his coaching knowledge for some of the playbook and some shit like that but for the most part, he had nothing to do with how popular football, like video game football franchise became. But yet his fucking name has stuck around on that shit. And hell, I, part of me was hoping Christian would be on the show, not because I wanted him on here, you know, just in general, but also because I wanted oh, so him you, on you here. didn't want him on here just in general. Well, yes, I did want him on in general, oh, but specifically, okay. I just wanted to make sure your words didn't get twisted there, man. Just looking Fuck out off. for you, you know. I also specifically you know how the Twitterverse goes crazy. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted him on here to see, like, I want somebody that knows Madden just from the video game, and I feel like he's like firmly in that demo where you'd be like, "Yeah, I didn't even fucking know Madden was a coach. Or I didn't know he was ever a commentator. Like, the only reason I know the John Madden name." Or not even John Madden, just Madden name in general is because of the fucking video game, which I, uh, as it aged got worse and fucking worse. See, and that's that's where we struggle, though, because if we wanted to play that card, we would have had to get to him a little bit earlier because uh, by now he's got to have seen the stuff on SportsCenter or whatever. You know, those those like 30 second puff pieces they've been throwing up on every single broadcast or commercial break to just like really double down on the Madden thing. Um in we're not going to acknowledge Whitey's comment because that Matt Barr that said that he doesn't... disagrees with my Madden take. He said that Madden said whatever came to his mind was gold. It wasn't that Madden. I didn't have a problem with him saying whatever he had in his mind, like just saying it. it I, I had a problem with it most of the time. It was like, what the fuck was that? Like it was like your rambling old grandpa, with, like who would barely watch the game, just chiming in every so often with stuff and throwing in a boom. And uh, you know, he got real happy with Dude, the. Dude, that was the best part, though. <laughs> like, like, I, I just was like, Madden the commentary guy. Like I just was like, it was mostly just, oh, good, Madden's doing that. Like I never wanted him to do Forty ers games because God, that was the worst. I always wanted to be watching games that Madden was doing, just to make fun of him. Like it was just the, oh good, I get to make jokes about Madden for the next three hours. Like, I never really thought he was great at what he did. He was just kind of there, and everybody <sighs> See, was in on the everybody was in on the fucking joke. Uh, yeah, because you know what happened was they all passed around a presser or a memo when this news broke, and they're like, look, just hammer the fact that he took a complex game like football and made it simple for everyone to understand. 
Like that, that's how he was relatable. That's what he built his brand on, you know, and I don't see any problem with that. I, I loved it, man. He, we need more people like that these days. Like, I tell you what, you put a John Madden-like broadcaster that's not that other jerk that thinks he's funny, um, that Whitey referenced, and I'll watch baseball. You get me a Madden-like experience in the broadcast booth, and I'll watch a baseball game. No, we're going to put that away. <laughs> Whitey said that as long as Frank Caliendo's with us, John Madden will always be here. Frank Caliendo is a piece of shit. And what, I'm wait, tired of what him. is your what, what? What do you have against Frank Caliendo? He has no talent and isn't funny. Oh, it's that well, simple, that's, really. That's a pretty hot take. I mean, wow. I, I mean, but is it like name one? Hold on, real quick before since we're gonna do it. Oh, there's no sound for this. There's one. no music to that one. <laughs> so just the hot take, random sizzle. Random, okay, so yeah, your your hot take that uh, go like I, Frank Caliendo has no talent and has eaten up way too much airtime, pun not intended. That that we need to just get rid of him. And I know he doesn't make appearances on ESPN as much as he used to. Thank God, but like we should just cancel culture him. Can we? Wow. He's terrible. You know, I, don't have, I don't have strong feelings for Frank Caliendo. Like, I'm not like super on team Frank Caliendo, but I don't think I've ever heard anybody that adamantly against him. Like, he's just kind he, of there. He literally just tries to copy other people, but like at the same time. Yeah, he's an impressionist. That's what impressionists yeah. do. But like, so basically, all you do is you're always going to be a worse version of somebody else. And even then, your scope's going to be limited to certain things. Like, so again, it's just weak. I don't know. I mean, that's a take. I don't, again, I don't have any strong feelings for Frank Caliendo, yay or nay. But I mean, impressionism is just another form of comedy. Like I, I get what he's doing. It's not everybody's thing, and he might as well be doing improv. I don't know. Oops. By the way, Clemson is over here celebrating the cheese it bowl like they actually won something. Clemson is? Yeah. Oh, it's been that kind of year for them, hasn't it, though? Really has. Apparently, they had some freshman running back almost set the record for touchdowns by a freshman running back. No clue. <laughs> I completely missed out on all of that. You want you want to know what the most shocking part is? The kid's white. just as bill always envisioned it mm -hmm. it's his perfect form unfortunately right. not the perfect season though his perfect oh, season shit. with a perfect form would be a national championship at least appearance with a white running back well and and now i kind of understand why they're celebrating because there's just a big ass thing of cheese it's chilling at midfield that now all the clemson tigers are going to go and grab their own box that's pretty solid is that like part of their thing for getting there or is that just something that's there that seems kind no, of they, weird. They, no, they they rolled it out in the middle of the field where they're setting up the uh, the trophy booth or whatever the trophy stage. Have the it's a oh, big ass thing of cheese it, and it's a trophy presentation too. Yeah, and they're they're just and they're, they're like, here's a trophy. They're like full size boxes of cheese it too. <laughs> yeah, you sound way too impressed about boxes of cheese it's, dude. Cheese it's are really good. Whitey says, "I didn't mean to trigger Drew. I just knew he did a passable Madden." Right, because that's exactly what I want to be in my life, Whitey. Someone who can do a mediocre job at multiple things. Perfect. 
sounds like a pretty solid gig if you can make a career out of it, though. I mean, it's so just what saying. was the year that Madden, the video game, turned for you? Mm, the year that it sucked? Uh, I will say, so, 05, it peaked. And then I would say 07. And I know you're going to be like, oh, man. Uh, but uh, I'm pretty sure that 07 was the year that, um, and maybe maybe I'm thinking maybe 09. Is either 07 or 09 that had um, Calvin Johnson on the cover was the year. And it was like the first one that was on PlayStation 3. So maybe like maybe uh, it was, maybe even 06, but it was somewhere in there like 06, 07. Somewhere ooh, Calvin there. Johnson was on 13. 13. Wow. I was yeah. way the fuck off. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, they were awful. Wait, the Lions were awful? They're still awful. Wow. Robert Taylor's a huge dick. What? He said, I'm doing a mediocre job of podcast host, so what's the difference between me and Madden? Wow, that fucking hurts. I did a better job than you. I mean, he's got a point. Like I'm doing an ass job of it, but... I'm not getting paid millions of dollars, I guess is my point. Like, there's no video game that sports my likeness. Like, if people were playing podcasting 2022 and it, it was just called Kaiser 2022, I'd expect more out of it. Dude, like, I'd be real disappointed if Kaiser 2022 mm-hmm. featured this half-ass podcasting game that you couldn't do all the features that you would ex- expect from a podcasting game. So what would the... S Kaiser, oh, he also Kaiser said not, 2022. He also said not me, you, Drew. So, oh, never I, mind, I guess. I mean, at the end of the day, he's still a Kansas City fan, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, but they just won the Super Bowl, so that's like not a very good retort. I mean, it is because they're still the Chiefs. Like, one good year does not a career make. All right. Well, what's the, what year for you? So, okay. So I incorrectly. No, no, no. You're not getting that, off the hook for this one. I no, want to know. Fine. Yeah, Tell- no, you said 13. So, or I said the one with Calvin Johnson. Now, I guess I, I misestimated the years, but the reason being is at the end of its life cycle on PlayStation 2 was the first time I like didn't buy one. And then Calvin Johnson was the first one that I did buy after they moved to PlayStation 3. So somewhere in between there, like 10, 11, 12, then I guess it would have had to have been closer to Johnson. That is where it like fell off. Like, I guess maybe even at the like the turn turn of that like decade where you go from 2009 to 2010, like we'll just go on ahead and put that as it. So from whenever we were kids from the first Madden, like the early to mid 90s up until the end of the 2000s. It had a decent run, and then it just slowly started going down. But again, I, I firmly believe that it peaked in like oh four, oh five. Like those are the two like iterations. Like either one that I'll give you if you want to say these are the best Maddens. It's the one with Vic or the one with Ray Lewis on the cover. And then from there, it's kind of just whatever. And then, like I said, it starts to go way downhill to the point where I don't even play it anymore. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, and if I was a Mad- if I was Madden, I would have pulled my. I mean, I know he was cashing checks every year. He didn't care. He never played them. But again, I wouldn't want my name associated with something like it has been over the past few years. Yeah, I I, I get it, and and I think they've just they've they've lost their way, man. You know what I mean? Like they just 
they're not changing the way the game is actually played. I'm not a Browns fan, Robert Taylor. God. <laughs> Clearly, he doesn't listen to this show ever. I have no NFL team. I have my fantasy team. I thought you were a Lions team, book. and I listen to the show every week. I grew up there. What do you want me to do about it? I'm a Calvin well, Johnson and uh, Barry Sanders fan. You know, if that well, that's fine, but I thought you were a Lions fan. Nah, nah. Uh, I would have said in 2003 when the first NCAA football game came out, that actually mattered. So starting then, Madden was never going to be as good as its college counterpart. I really don't care what else you have to say. Because until you could recruit players in the NFL, college always had the leg up. I mean, it was just that simple. And it's so funny because I don't, you know, I'm not a college guy, but that's 100% accurate. The reason that those college games were much more fun, at least towards the end of the Madden life cycle, the the last one, and that was 2014 for NCAA, they they shelved it. That one with shoelace on the cover shoelace it was um, really fucking good and by that time had surpassed madden like i, oh, dude, I yeah. had way more fun playing ncaa than i did playing madden by the time that that one came out but in that it, it had been trending that way for probably like two or three years which was unheard of even just like four or five years prior like when we were in college madden was still the shit Oh, but hands NCAA, down. Yeah. by the time we were ending college, NCAA yeah. was done. Because because man was just like, oh, these little incremental dinking dunk things here or like the online competitive stuff where they could, you know, fleece more money out of you. Um, yeah, that's that's become all the rage. Matt Barr so, saying, I'm just ready for JMU to be in the new NCAA Sunbelt fun belt, baby. No, and it's oh, boy. Assuming that they do like take NCAA when it comes back back to where it was and like back to what we all know and love and don't do see the problem with Madden was they kept trying to pull the, the like okie doke and they kept trying to take out features and then put them back in and be like, Hey, this is a new feature. This is why you should buy it. And it wasn't fooling anybody. And it just became this stagnant thing with NCAA. Like they kept having to force the issue and, and change shit. Cause the, I don't know if it was the fan base was demanding more or what it was, but Towards the end of those NCAA games, holy shit, were they fantastic. And I don't want it to be like a Madden situation where it just goes backwards and they try to be like, well, hey, here's this version of NCAA. And don't worry, next year we'll have such and such features. And that, like it takes five or six years before they get the game that like we deserve to have out. So I, I don't I don't think we're going to see that because I think the thing with NCAA is they, they embrace the audience more. So like remember back in the day, right when it was ending, you remember it was that weird area. They're like, no, that's totally not, you know, Denard Robinson. That's Michigan quarterback number 12. Like he just <laughs> happens to look like him and possess all the same attributes. And if you want to change his name and stats to match the actual guy, that's cool. Go on ahead. So they would also then let you go ahead and upload custom rosters that overwrote all the actual like quarterback number 12 with Denard Robinson. And they're like, look, man, like we're not going to prevent you from making this game what it should be. But legally, this is where we're obligated to stop. So I think because of that, it'll it'll come back and it'll come back strong because that that to me was one of the biggest keys where you could do that kind of stuff. Um, The conference realignment mode was always a blast. I mean, I love remember, I just went through, yeah, we see that the Braves are champions, Scott. We get it. You can put the phone down, dick. Um, Jesus Christ. (laughs) 
I really wasn't trying to be an ass. Like I would have been, I would have done a better job of it if I was trying to, you know, show that. That's that's anyway, fair. Continue. I just couldn't resist. Um, yeah. Ah, shit. I don't. I got it. You lost oh. your train of thought because you're being an asswipe. Well, yeah, you know that happens a lot. Um, but to bring it full circle, I still need to know what does career mode in Kaiser 2022 look like. <laughs> I don't know. Every Wednesday, being able to do this without a hitch, without without spilling your like uh, like special inter interruption features, like spilling your beer on your computer or your kids coming in mid show and saying they want to bother you about something, like all the features that you come to expect. I'm actually the more I think about this, I think not being really... able to find the correct button for the show open. There you go. I feel like this is just asking to be a very uh, addictive, playable iPhone game. Like, I feel like it's not made for the console. This is a game. This is like the the, the smartphone game version of Madden. So Although, up, as I say, you open it up a couple of times a day just to check and, and do your do your couple of uh, objectives yeah. and then move it on to the next day. That's fair. Well, yeah, because, you know, Scott sleeps in three-hour blocks. So, like, you got to wait for his energy to build back up. And then you can do, like, a, oh, I'm going to edit a video. And you have to, like, tap the buttons back and forth or whatever. Like, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I, like I, I would work. play that game. Matt saying that recruiting alone makes NCAA better than Madden. That style of game is better to keep that shit fresh. And it's true. Like as much as I enjoy Madden and enjoy having like the players and their likeness and all that shit, there's something boring about year, you know, six or seven about Madden where when you're an NCAA six or seven, it's like just getting exciting. Especially if you start that shit where you're just like a coordinator at somebody else's at some low level school and then work your way up to head coach. Cause that's the way I'm going to do it. If I'm going to do it, I want to be at division, you know, single a or whatever, the very lowest rated school that they give you as a coordinator and then work my way up to a head coach somewhere. So what what you're saying is you you'd want to start off at UC and then end up at Notre Dame. <laughs> Just maybe beating Notre Dame <laughs> along the way too and then they're like, "Hey, you look you'd look good for our next head coaching job." Yeah, come on down. <laughs> I will say though, Marcus Freeman's going to change the game and if for no other reason then it was the first time our family ever bought like Christmas shirts, like everyone got a Christmas shirt that we wore together. Uh, and it said, tis the season for Marcus Freeman in like that old school, like Christmas pattern kind of style. It's wow. You guys are all in. Huh? I mean, you kind of have to a, be even as a family, like just, well, I don't think mom ever actually put the shirt on, but you know, <laughs> that could have been because could have been because a, a women's XL in China is actually still hard to really figure out what that size actually means when you know, you ship it across the sea, but, uh, yeah, that's fair. I get it is it. really nice cotton. Well, what were you drinking on this last show of the year, Mookie? Let's wrap this thing up. Uh, so I did make it my, all the way through my espresso martini. Uh, got into my uh, Holly Jolly Christmas Ale from Fatheads Brewery uh, up there in North Olmsted, Ohio. Uh, earlier, we were rating them on the Madden Features scale. Um, and uh, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift gears here a little bit. And I'm just going to go with Cover Athlete, uh, Madden Cover Athlete. Um, Normally, I'd lean right towards Calvin Johnson, but since we already uh, hat tipped that, I'll actually go. I oh, mean, it's tough. There's a lot of good picks. You know what? I'll go with an underappreciated and just to throw it in Robert's face one last time before we sign off. And I'll pick 2012 when Peyton Hillis graced the cover 
after a lockout <laughs> delayed the original release. So Peyton Hillis in 2012 uh, is is what my holly jolly Christmas sale was uh, was like today. Wow, that's quite the cover because as that turned out to be the the cover that made absolutely no sense and zero sense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that dude ever played another down after after twenty. He did. He was just like the least productive player who's ever graced a Madden cover after well, one like, year. He wasn't that good the year he was good for the Browns, was he? I think he was just good because it was a Brown, and like people were excited that not every single Brown sucked. That that was it. It's like, yeah, the Browns have a player worth a fart. Yay. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He he got just over twelve hundred or almost twelve hundred rushing yards in twenty ten. Uh, with eleven touchdowns, like that's uh, not even that special. Nah. Yeah, it was, it's just it's it's like legit. oh, he cool. Was, he's a white running back, and he played for Cleveland, who yep. has perpetually have no players. That's that's yep. all it was. That's absolutely it. Well, I was drinking. Does this beer even have a name? I, I it did at the know. start of the show. <laughs> I just now realized that, like, if it has a name, I have no idea what it's called. But anyway, it's from Weldworks Brewing Company. It is a coffee, peanut butter, vanilla, imperial stout. And it just says imperial milk stout. Like, it has to have a name. Whatever. 10% uh, on the Madden cover athlete scale. At the beginning of the show, I said that this was Marshall Falk because it was up there near the near the top, but just a, a notch below perfection. And I think I'm going to stick with that. I think that uh, I'd still stand by this as being Marshall Falk. That's one of the best games in the series. And this is one of the better beers that I had, not the best beer that I had, but up in the upper echelon. So I'm going to stick with that as my uh, cover athlete of choice, Marshall Falk, even though he's a pain in the ass to me during his career. Yeah. I So I think in the spirit of the beer you're drinking, you should actually go with the college football USA 1996 cover athletes. Cause it was, Generic wide receiver from Kansas State who played wide receiver. Generic running back from Michigan who played <laughs> running back. Or generic player head, which apparently Florida State's guys all got decapitated and it was just a helmet. So since your beer didn't really have a name, maybe maybe you do college football USA in 96. Just a thought. Uh, I guess this is decapitated player because, I mean, it didn't have no head, but it was still good. hey Heyo! I think that's gonna do it. <sighs> Fuck, we did it. It's been another year, dude. I can't believe been it. Another fucking year. We made it. It's impressive in a way. If nothing else, you know, when humanity gets wiped off the face of the earth and somehow an alien civilization finds these tapes, they'll have something to remember us by. Either that or my kids. My kids can be nice and embarrassed by the fact that these tapes exist and this is the only thing that they have to remember the father by is the recordings of this shit. That's exciting because give them a couple years and you can actually embarrass them. <laughs> Speaking of which, speak of the devil. You gonna say goodbye? Are you gonna say goodbye? You wanna say goodbye? Bye. All right, Bye. everybody. We're gonna wrap up the show. That's gonna do it for Craft Brood Sports. Luke, you getting in here to say goodbye too, bud? Goodbye. All right. Drew, for me, for you, for these two idiots, for Mike and his family. And kids. Oh, oh, they're yelling at me for calling it for Jordan and Luke. Everybody, thank you for joining us for another year of Craft Brood Sports. We really appreciate it. It's been a hell of a year. We hope that you will join us in 2022. 
and there he is playing with a LeBron James toy. This was the kid that he was the, the Luke was the inspiration oh, behind boy. watching both of oh, them boy. saying that LeBron was better than Jordan. He said that again tonight and I, I had to correct him, but it's all good. Thank you guys for joining us. We really appreciate it again. Hope that in 2022. Yes. Yes. Luke, get out of the way. Dear God, you don't need to see your face. You're going to knock over the beer. Oh, look, your face went off. Oh, dang. Well, I guess you better listen to dad. Thanks again, right. folks. We appreciate Guys, each and every one of, of you. Find us in all the things, but let's be honest. It's the holidays. Have a safe, happy end of the 21 year. We'll see you on the flip side. Be well. We out. comes to service, Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventive maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your truck repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with Rush Truck Center Service Department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your nearest location. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.